It's time. Good morning, Living Word. Happy to see you guys. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of support right off the bat. Well, thanks guys for being here. Um, wouldn't you rather be outside right now for an outdoor service? It's dreary outside, but it doesn't have to be dreary inside, right? The sun may not be out there, but the sun, S-O-N, is in here, right? So we've been tackling a series through the book of Proverbs called Wisdom for Living. And this wisdom is helping us to understand, uh, or sorry, this book of Proverbs is helping us understand what wisdom is and how to apply it to our lives. You see, the book of Proverbs can be personified as a woman, a smart and young teacher. They define it as a brilliant teacher. And if you look at Proverbs verse or chapter 4, verse 6, it says, Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. Now, this woman that's personified from the book of Proverbs believes that there is this invisible, creative force that can help guide people through their lives and how they should live in their lives. And this force has a name in Hebrew because the book of Proverbs is found in the Old Testament was originally written in the language of Hebrew. And so this force has a name and it's pronounced Hokmah. Get some Hebrew this morning. <laughs> Thank you, Elam. <laughs> and I don't know if that's the right pronunciation, but we try because that's a Google paste right there. Hokmah. <clears throat> and so this Hokmah is translated into English as the word wisdom. And so Hokmah is an attribute of God. An attribute is a characteristic or it's a quality of Him, it's literally a part of Him. And so God used Hokmah to create the world. And whenever someone is making a good or wise decision, they're literally tapping in to this Hokmah. And no one can escape this force, it's everywhere. God is in everything. But wisdom is for everyone, and anyone can use it. Now, chokmah in Hebrew isn't just described as intellectual knowledge. It's also used to describe someone who is skilled in their trade or a craft, simply as like an artist or a stonemason. And this kind of force, chokmah, comes alive with a healthy kind of fear. In the first... Uh, message that uh, Pastor Barden gave us. It was about fear of the Lord. Proverbs 1 through 9 summarizes what fear of the Lord is. And in order to live a life of wisdom, it all starts with this healthy kind of fear. And you don't have to be jumping out of your seat. It's not scary. But this, it's, a, it's this healthy respect for God's definition of good and evil. True wisdom means learning where the boundary lines are and not crossing over them. God sets our boundary lines. He sets them. We have to ask Him what they are, and we might feel the Holy Spirit convicting us where they are, not to step over them. And they might look different for other people. Everyone has different boundary lines. And we're going to dive past these chapters 1 through 9 that talk about this fear of the Lord. Because after chapter 9, it starts a collection of Proverbs, a collection of wisdom sayings that speak on any and all aspects of life. And if we hold closely to them, chokmah, 
gets applied to them, resulting in this wise guidance for our lives. So you might be asking, how do I get this wisdom? Well, we know that the book of Proverbs is all about it, but how do we get it? Like a math whiz, is someone that has wisdom just a whiz at being dumb? That was corny, sorry. (laughs) As previously mentioned, I said, wisdom is for everyone. Anyone can use it. So if we look into James, James chapter 1, verses 5 through 8, he's speaking about what it looks like to get wisdom. And James was the half-brother of Jesus. He rolled with Jesus. And James 1, 5 through 8, says this, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask... You must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. You see, James is telling us he literally rolled with his half-brother Jesus, and he knows how Jesus received wisdom. He spent time with the Father and he asked his Father in heaven for this kind of wisdom. So he's saying we have to ask for it and not only ask for it, but we have to apply this wisdom to our lives. And it takes faith, but it takes faith without doubting. Now what good is it if I want my Father to give me the right solution to a problem or I need a tool, but I don't believe that he can give it to me. I don't believe that he can provide it for me. It just doesn't work. That's doubting. And so I want to jump into, wis- uh, into Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16, because I believe, as I was going through the book of Proverbs, because we're in this series, I believe God put this on my heart. And as I was given the honor to speak here for you guys, this verse came to my heart. It's, it's Proverbs 24, verse 16. And it says this, For though the righteous fall seven times, not six times, seven times they rise again, but the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. You see, I don't know if most of you know, but I'm a little big Batman fan. And specifically, Batman Begins, I just skip over the old stuff because it's just too old for me. (laughs) So this film is starring Christian Bale, and I don't think it's a Christian movie, even though his name's Christian. But in the beginning of Batman Begins, the Dark Knight series, we're taken into a flashback of young Bruce's life. And him and Rachel, his little friend, his little girlfriend, are playing, and Bruce falls down a hole. And he falls down to this scary pit, a cave, surrounded by bats all flooding around him. And it's dark and scary, and he's alone. And Rachel, young Rachel, goes and gets help. And she gets his father, and his father comes down and grabs him and brings him back up. And Bruce is just trembling in fear. But Bruce's father asks him this one question. Why do we fall down, Bruce? And he responds... Bruce's father responds, to learn to pick ourselves back up. Now for Bruce, he was afraid of the thought of falling. 
he had experienced this traumatic event when he was young, and this memory really just stuck with him. But later on in this movie, his butler, Alfred, at a time when Bruce was on the ground, when he was on the ground and he felt like a failure because the world of trying to protect the city of Gotham was in his hands and he felt like he failed. But his butler, Alfred, asked the same question Bruce's deceased father asked him. And he said, Bruce, why do we fall down? To learn to pick ourselves back up. And Bruce hears this line and instantly remembers why he needs to get back up. And even though Bruce might be getting up on his own, I believe that for the though the righteous fall seven times, they rise again, not on our strength, not on our own strength, but by his, but by God's. And so the title of this message, I called it Consistency Over Perfection. Because for though the righteous fall seven times, not six, not seven, not eight, it says seven times, the number of completion, they rise again, but the wicked stumble when calamity strikes. And so what does consistency mean? Consistency is defined in the dictionary as conformity in the application of something, typically that which is necessary for the sake of logic, accuracy, or fairness. And so why over perfection? Well, you see, living with a perfection mindset is a false reality. There was only one human being on earth that was perfect, and no, it's not my mom. <laughs> but he was also fully God. And no one, no one is able to be completely perfect because we were all born with these sinful natures, a.k.a. a flesh. And so consistency is wisdom for the everyday journey. It's not about this end goal or destination or this place. Don't get me wrong, it's good to set goals. We want to hit those places and we want to go further and move forward. But what happens when we get to those destinations or when we reach those goals? We're not satisfied. We just want more, right? We're proud, but we're never satisfied, and it's just our flesh. So how do we live life? How do we live this everyday journey? And it takes consistency. We need to learn how to be consistent, live in the moment, and enjoy our journey until we reach our final destination. You see, the more I tried to do it on my own in these past years and still today, the more I fail, the more I stumble. And you see, the ground is comfortable, right? We like, it's, sin is fun. It's not, it's not not fun. Sin is fun. But we're not called to live in sin. We're called to be obedient, righteous followers of Christ. And so every sin, every fall, every stumble, every sin that we encounter, sorry, is another chance of coming back to Christ. I'll say that again. Every fall, every stumble, every sin, you know, sin has its consequences, and we have to live with those, but it gives us another chance of coming back to him, getting closer in our relationship with him. We need to stop sitting in our mess, reminiscing about past failures, because we fall. We mess up. Yes, I said we have our 
our, these consequences and we have our time to reflect. But it's time to get up. It's time to keep moving forward. And this perfection mindset tells me that I mess up once and now I feel like a failure. But with consistency over it, it tells me that I can get back up off the ground when I fail or stumble. Praise the Lord. I like what Pastor Barden said last week. He said this, The longer it grows, the deeper it goes. Now this speaks to me about consistency because it can refer to our habits, our choices, our decisions. The longer I do something habitually, the the easier and more consistently it flows out of my life. Now consistency of coming back to Christ not only strengthens and deepens our relationship with Him, but our foundation gets stronger every single time. So how do we apply wisdom for consistency? Well, in my time of studying and going through this, I feel like God gave me this acronym to help us take a step for wisdom. And and that's exactly what it is, a step for wisdom. The first letter is S, and that stands for seek. A father isn't going to give his children something they don't desire or ask for. You see, wisdom is a gift from God. And as you can see in Luke 11, verses 9 through 10, it says this, So I say to you, ask, ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone, for everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. In this chapter of Luke 11, Jesus is with his disciples telling them how to ask and receive through prayer to God. But I believe this is how we can ask and seek for wisdom as well, through this prayer to God. And not everything we ask for is going to be given to us. Because you see, God is omniscient. He's all-knowing. And He is wiser than us. I mean, we just have to walk in humility and accept that. He is wiser. And He knows what's best for us. His plans are better than our own. And consistently, consistently seek God or seek wisdom from God. And we have to be willing to change if called. Because Romans 8.28, if we know it, says this, And we know that in all things, not some things, not a few things, in all things, God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Are you trusting God with all things? Do you feel called according to His purpose? Do you love Him? Our second letter is T, and I, th- uh, I received it as thank. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 says this, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. We have to be people that are thanking God for what He's already done, what He's doing, and what He's going to do. Even if you're unsure of what may happen, we can rest assured that God has our back, and to help us 
get up off the ground if we fall or stumble. Another verse I liked and I, I came to mind was 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 through 18. And it says this, Rejoice always, pray continually, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, not some, not a few, all circumstances, the good and the bad. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now I know life is full of surprises and the unexpected, trust me, I know. In certain circumstances can send us spiraling to the ground. But consistency in our prayer and thankfulness gets us across that finish line, not perfection. Our third letter in the step is E, and it stands for equip. James 1, again, the half-brother of Jesus, says this, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and, after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So are we being doers of the word? Are we being go-getters of this wisdom? Are we asking for it? Do we believe that God can give it to us? Do we believe that we can receive it? We can so easily let ourselves go in numerous areas of our lives. I'm one to speak, so we have to be on our guard. What's better? Is it better to stumble two times or one time? Is it better to stumble four times or three times? I'm often at the gym and fitness is a passion of mine and in some days I just wake up and it's it's not that day. It's not that day I'm too sore, or, you know, life through some un, uh, unexpected circumstance or you know, and I have to I have to make that decision. And sometimes I do skip it. I don't go. But I wake up the next day and I have a choice. Do I want to use this perfection mindset and say, I missed my one out of six days of the week, I'm done? Or do I say, I missed yesterday, but I'm not going to miss today? I think this is, consistency is very tied to discipline. Because discipline tells me that I'm going to do something even when I don't feel like it. Because feelings aren't fake, but they're faulty. And that's why we need faith over feelings, most importantly. So let's stay disciplined. Even when I'm not motivated, motivation gives, gets me up, but discipline keeps me going with consistency. So let's be people who consistently make wise choices. Now our fourth and last letter is P for pass. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 says this, Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another 
with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Now, I know some of you have beautiful voices, so take after that verse right there. But as people with this human nature, we are selfish beings. We are. That's how this this sinful nature, that's what it creates in us. But you know what we're called to be? We're called to be selfless people. Willing to lay down our lives for another. Willing to go the extra mile for someone. There's people in this room that are willing to get in the dirt, get in the mud up to our knees, and help us off the ground when we fall or stumble. And those are people that are reflecting the life of Christ. When we share wisdom... When we share with people the wisdom that we believe we have received from God, you could change their lives for the better. I remember when someone shared wisdom with me, might have been my mom, and it was uh, Proverbs 29.11. It says this, Fools give full vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. You see, in my past, it it was pretty rough. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to (laughs) cry. But I used to just have this rage pent up in me. And I would let it out. I I would not control my anger. And it's when she told me this that I took this piece of wisdom and I didn't just hear it from her and try to do it on my own. But I took that piece of wisdom and I asked God to help me. I asked God to help me apply it to my life. And he came through for me. And to this day, I I would like to say it's mine because that's my selfishness, but it's God. He humbled me and I no longer struggle with it like I used to. You see, we have to be people of consistency, integrity, and accountability. Like I said, we have people that are here to keep us accountable. And you know, accountability isn't only waiting for the other person to reach out to us. It's us when we're on the ground reaching out to them. That's true accountability. And you see, we can't do it on our own because we were designed by a designer to need help. Admitting that we need God's help releases the power we need to get up. It's by His strength that we can stand strong again. It's by His strength that we can press forward. And it's by His strength that we can live a life full of joy. All the way until that day we cross the finish line. And we'll never have to worry about falling on the ground again. Jesus will be right there. He'll be saying, Well done, my good and faithful servant. I don't I lost track of time. I don't know if that was long or short. <laughs> you see consistency Consistency is better because if we don't come to God consistently, then it becomes conveniently. It becomes when I want to and then we let our feelings take over. 
But God doesn't ask us for a convenient relationship. He wants us to come to Him and He'll come to us. What's better than perfection? Production. Proactiveness. That's consistency. So I don't know where you are today, but you might be here like doing awesome. You feel like it's been a while since you've been on the ground. Or maybe when you fell, you know, it was a quick like... We're good. Thank God. That's a victory, and I want to praise God for that. But you also might be here today sitting down, and you just feel like time after time you've you've been defeated, and you get on the ground, and you can't get back up. And you realize you need a hand stretched out from God to pull you up because you can't do it on your own. Those things that could be causing us to feel like this might be greed, Fear, lust, pride, bitterness, unforgiveness, envy, addictions, whatever it may be, I'm here to tell you today, because of my personal testimony, that you can stand in victory. Now, if you would be so bold for me, we don't normally do this, but if you feel like you're a part of either of those groups, I'd like you to stand your feet seconds. It's good. Now look around. It's okay to smile. You have nice smiles. Good. You can be seated. Thank you. You know what these people standing around you and sitting and online are? They're family. They're people to pick you up, help you off the ground. Because maybe they've had something you're dealing with and you just can't figure it out. But God's given you wisdom to pass it along. And I know that some of you are here and you might not be ready to, to respond and that's okay. Because I wasn't ready to respond. I'm up here preaching, but I used to be where you are. I used to despise coming to church. And God grabbed my heart and ripped it apart and rebuilt it and remade it. You see, scars don't go away, but they fade. And my foundation has been built stronger as I've stayed consistent, not living with this perfection mindset. So I just want you to know that God loves you and knows where you are in life. And I don't want you to be afraid or shy of Him because He's not scary. He cares for you so much. So if we could take a minute, I'd like to pray for God to give us wisdom. Help us apply it to our lives. I'd like to pray for those that feel defeated. And I'd like to pray for us to help us stay consistent and disciplined on our walk in a relationship with God. Let's bow our hearts. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, God, for what you do in each and every one of our lives. Some of us might feel like we're on the ground, like we just seem to have a hard time getting back up, and we just admit, God, that we need your help. We need your help every single day. 
we would not rather miss one devotion. We'd rather not miss two devotions, but we want to stay consistent in our lives to you, God. We surrender everything we have, Lord. Help us to stay wise with the choices we make and as we go out through our lives, the choices and decisions that we make, help them to be wise and apply it to our lives. Everything we take from the book of Proverbs. And help us stay consistent on this journey, God. Help us to live in the moment each and every day, not take it for granted. And help us enjoy this journey we're on, God. Because we have... If you're a follower of Christ, you have this hope of an eternal destination called heaven. And we're ready to reach that place, Father. But help us stay patient and endure what we have now. In Jesus' name, amen.